The rising sun beaded down its warmth and light on the surprisingly calm woods of the wilderness. A soft breeze blew through the trees, rustling the leaves above. Within the trees were some animals. Some were gazing down at the ground, keeping an eye out for any possible predators, not limited to two very strong Wendigo children, or the hunter, who just so happened to be lying on the ground with his shotgun and lantern beside him. The older man gave a tired groan as his mind finally stirred back to a conscious state. He slowly sat up into a sitting position, stretching out his tired limbs. He scratched his back and made to rub his eyes until he remembered that his face was covered by a sack. The hunter dropped his arms to his sides as he stood up, grabbed his shotgun and lantern, which was still turned off as the sun was enough light. Now that he was awake, the hunter took several steps back into the forest, head turning this way and that, looking for the two transformed children. But there was no sign of Mono or Six. To be honest, he expected that. But that didn't stop the hunter from feeling frustrated at the thought that he still had to walk miles through the woods, looking for those two Wendigo brats. In all honesty, he'd rather be roaming the woods, looking for other sources of meat to kill than wasting his time hunting down two children who are now grade-A cannibals. However, it was necessary. A giant waste of time and possible resources, yes, but it was necessary. It was either kill Mono and Six before they became more powerful, or let them live and transform into even more powerful Wendigos that would make the rest of the Pale City and the entire Ma their feast. And, as much as the hunter hated to admit it, but the fate of both the fallen city and his employers rested on his shoulders, and he would be damned if he decided to allow two dangerous cannibals devour the lady and her employees. Especially when the lady had requested that the hunter give her the two children, along with his caught meat he had managed to kill while hunting. Honestly, the hunter didn't know why the lady had asked him to keep Mono and Six alive, then deliver them to the ferryman when he arrived to pick up the supplies needed for the Maw. It probably had something to do with wanting their youth, or something. Although, he could never know for sure. The lady was never someone you could easily understand, even after years of working under her roof. You could almost never understand what was going on behind the mask. But regardless, the hunter didn't go against a direct order, and kept both children alive, but weak in his basement, feeding them meat and veggies while counting down the days the ferryman would arrive. But if the children decided to misbehave or try to escape, the little girl was always the first one to attempt that after the boy came into her prison. Well, let's say the food wouldn't be as big as they wanted. Now, thinking back on this, the hunter probably shouldn't have starved the two children so badly to the point they ate human meat without giving a second thought. Then none of this would have happened. If the two were fine and well fed, then everything would be fine. The hunter would have his profits for his services, and the lady would have her new child captives. However, there wasn't anything the hunter could do to change the past. The only thing he could do was live in the present and finish his mission before things got out of control. And that was exactly what the hunter had planned on doing. But it wasn't going to be easy. I mean, how could it be? 
When the hell was a hunter ever tracked down a pair of Wendigos? Let alone Wendigo children in real life. Even if the hunter was corrupted by the signal tower in the middle of the Pale City, he was still about as normal in his abilities as before. The hunter was still an apex predator, much like Mono and Six were now, thanks to his many years of hunting in the woods, and he knew the signs while searching for prey. Searching for tracks the prey left behind was a good tip for hunters. Listening for sounds caused by animals was also good, and keeping an eye towards the trees also helped. However, to the hunter's surprise, there weren't any tracks left behind by Mono and Six. All there was was a clear dirt trail in front of the hunter, which confirmed to him that the two didn't go this way. Or they were really light, which would be surprising considering how much meat they had devoured. Next, there were no sounds like tree leaves rustling or twigs snapping under small feet. Nor were there any signs of a brown trench coat or blue jumper within the trees. The only things the hunter could see were small brown animals that he couldn't kill unless he took both Mono and Six out. Well, he could kill either of the wild animals so that way the maw could have more meat. However, if he decided to waste time, then the two children could have figured out that there were more humans left in the Pale City and were building a raft to get there. Yet, on the other hand, if the hunter decided to gather more meat, then maybe he could lure Mono and Six out of hiding, then use his shotgun to end them once and for all. It probably wasn't the best plan he could think of, but it was certainly much better than mindlessly wandering around the wilderness for hours on end, finding nothing till the ferryman came to the shore. And thankfully for the hunter, he had plenty of meat to work with for his plan. Raising his shotgun to the trees, he cranked his fire and shot several rounds into the trees, the sounds breaking the silence of the wilderness and flooding the air with the noises that any animal or surviving child knew to look out for. Many small brown squirrels fell to the ground in a puddle of their own blood after being shot. However, the small child dressed in diapers and Native American-type clothing, along with two girls and a single boy, took notice of this and scrambled off deeper into the wilderness before the hunter could take notice of them. Once the hunter was finished firing, he gathered up all the bodies of the animals he had just killed and swung them over his shoulder before heading off in the direction of his house, prepared to build a trap that would catch and kill two Wendigo children easily.